Atheist Nomads, episode 176, news for December 8, 2016. The podcast you're about to listen to includes cursing and talking about hoo-hahs. Please be advised. We are the Atheist Nomads, bringing you history, science, politics, religion, and interviews with leaders in the atheist community. Not all those who wander are lost. Welcome to another episode of Atheist Nomads. I am Dustin. Joining me as always is Wesley. Hello, everybody. And joining us is Lauren. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Lauren, Sorry. are you mad at me? No. no. Okay. Good. She said annoyed. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, sorry. I was distracted by pictures of parakeets with goggles. Okay. So cute. <laughs> there will be a link in the show notes. <laughs> so, hey, what's new with you? Oh, not a whole lot. I've been on, I was on uh, Atheist in the Trailer Park recently. Oh. Yeah, we, we uh, were reading through and providing commentary on the first almost half of the Apocryphal Book of Judith. Oh, goodness. Yes, so this is from the, the Apocrypha. These are the the hidden books of the, the Old Testament that are in the Catholic Bible. Um, this one's in the Catholic Bible. There is a partially overlapping set that is in the Greek Orthodox Bible, and another partially overlapping set that is in the Coptic Bible, and another overlap, partially overlapping set in the Ethiopian Bible. And the oh Ethiopian Orthodox one actually tends to have the most. Huh. And so the story of Judith takes place, well, let's just put it this way. They provide enough historical uh, detail to know yeah. that it could not possibly have taken place. <laughs> because they're talking <laughs> about... science. They're, they're talking about somebody... You know, there are a couple generations after the end of the, the Jewish exile, and hmm. that would have been at the height of the Persian Empire, and they've got the great king in Nineveh, which, hmm. A, there wasn't an Assyrian Empire at that time, there was a Persian <laughs> Empire, and Nineveh didn't exist at that time. <laughs> oh, snap. So, two Shut up, really you and your big facts. details that just kind of say, uh, no, this could not have happened. Hmm. could not have trying to shoehorn somebody in a history and it's all wrong yeah nice and i'll be going back on to uh cover the rest of the book where you get into the juicy details when she seduces the enemy commander Ooh. i'm not well. gonna spoil it i know what happens <laughs> <laughs> and uh wesley you were on a, a podcast recently oh yeah 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 um yeah sci-fi nomads have you ever heard of it sounds super cool yeah mm, sounds familiar yeah so i i joined both of you guys yeah what was that the blade runner which is definitely one of my blade favorite runner. movies of all time dun, dun, dun. And did you know all of you uh atheist nomads peoples did you know that there's actually seven official cuts of that movie holy crap it's weird but the yeah things you movie. learn That's... for research purposes <laughs> Deckard's a replicant. Just saying. Just saying. No judge. Spoilers. Just, oh, you yeah, know. Spoilers. For a 30-year-old movie. Spoilers. Yeah, Fuck yeah. 
<laughs> if you haven't seen it by now. Hmm. Oh, hey. Um, so I've been on a hardware uh, tech website since like 2000, hard OCP, and I just want a drawing. Ooh. Mm, um, what? Nice. Yeah. Cool. I want a 1,000-watt, uh, a, a kilowatt power supply from uh, uh, Corsair. Awesome. So one of... Only one of 100. It's all pretty and shiny and white. Did you not open it? Yeah. Because, you know, you have to keep it mint in box. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I was kind of, kind of considering that. Yeah. Uh, It's, it's cool. That's awesome. It's all modular. I can't wait to see it. Uh, Very nice. Very nice. Congratulations on your win. Yay. All right. Let's go ahead and move on to dusting off the degree. Uh, this time we're going to talk about thought crimes because it's relevant to the first uh, news story. That totally reminds me that we need to watch Minority Report. <laughs> yes. Oh, no. <laughs> Which I saw in the theater two weeks after it opened. And then a month later, I saw it on opening weekend in the theater. Yes. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Crossing the Atlantic and not wanting to go to the pub because I was an 18-year-old... Uh, teetotaling adventist uh anyway so uh thought crimes uh the, the first like least biblical version of of thought crimes being covered is the tenth commandment and that's the one that you should not covet it's because you look at all the other commandments and it's all about okay you've got the the crazy jealous god first three and then everything else has to do with actions you know even the the, the sabbath commandment is don't do work. So it's it's telling you not to do something. Um, honor your father and mother. That's that's talking about actions, not stealing, not committing adultery. All that is about actions. Then you get to the tenth commandment: don't covet. Which yeah, not gonna happen. Yeah, you. We it's can't. Kind of not, the basis of capitalism, especially in the capitalist society, you cannot not. <laughs> Like, why would you, my phone works perfectly. Why would I buy another one? His phone looks great. Why wouldn't I just buy mm-hmm. that one if I can't steal it? Yeah. Like I had a right. phone that went bad and then got Lauren's old one so that she could get a new one. And then it, mine started going bad. And so as soon as I got a new one, she had to have not only a new one, but the next level up. I didn't. Okay. That was unplanned. <laughs> the next His level wife up is it, cute. I wanted I'm gonna the, go take her. I wanted the little activity tracker that came with it. <laughs> Don't judge his me. His wife is cute. I'm going to take his wife. <laughs> <laughs> because wives are property. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so then, okay, thought crimes then um next really come up with Jesus. Mm. He extends it. Uh, when he gets asked about uh adultery he turns it into a thought crime where if you so much as look at a woman lustfully you have committed adultery in your heart Mm. which brings us to a fun story from my my uh past um 10th grade i was uh in the last grade being offered at the grants pass 7th avenue school i'd been there since third grade and they'd had the same principal the entire time. And he taught a number of the classes for uh, ninth and 10th grade. Because he was one of the few teachers that was actually 
license to teach high school courses. And he got a, see, I think it was during math class. Um, he was sitting there. He opened up a invitation. Actually, no, he hadn't even just opened it then. He brought it in with him. It was a high school graduation invitation from a former classmate who had skipped fifth grade and then managed to skip the junior year of high school. And so she jumped up two years and he opens it up, looks through it, just starts staring at the pictures, gets this really angry look on his face and just keeps staring at them. And it's getting really awkward for everyone in the room, or at least for me. And (laughs) then he says, when a woman causes a man to commit adultery in his heart, she is guilty. She is brawless in every one of these pictures. Meanwhile, your class is trying to learn stuff. We're trying to learn math. Geometry in particular (laughs) that year. Yeah. Let's study the curvature. And I mean, come on, you take that a step further and you're you're blaming a woman for getting raped too. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. the same thought process. Now, of course, this did also then call into question all of the many, many, many hours she spent in his office alone the year before while mm-hmm. working as the yearbook editor. Like, <laughs> literally, she was... No yearbook editor had ever spent that much time alone with the principal. Mm. But she managed to pull off hours, definitely hours a week, if not an hour or more a day. And it all seemed weird at the time. But then after he mm. said that... Why would he say that out loud to a class? <laughs> I'm just... What, did he pass them around? I mean... A few people had seen the pictures. It's it's called inner monologue. Uh-huh. And obviously he did not Yeah, talk. yeah. That's gross and creepy. And implicated that... What the hell was going on in, behind closed doors in his office the year before? Probably nothing. <laughs> I feel bad for the girl, though. He was committing adultery all over her. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what's 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 crazy with it is, you know, the whole thought crime thing, it easily turns itself into victim blaming because if somebody else is contributing to your thoughts, then there, you can only control what thoughts enter your head to a certain extent. Um what you do with those thoughts once they've entered your head is a totally different story. Whether you dwell on them or act on them is totally different. But to a certain extent, you see something, you're going to think about it. Don't think about penises. Don't think about penises. Don't think about penises. <laughs> but if you make it a crime, then all of a sudden, it's anything you see that might make you think something that is bad is bad. Crusty, hairy Italian penises. Ew. and these kinds of rules are always negative towards women that women need to cover up more um you know in some cases all the way to the point of the niqab Mm. which brings us to brigham young university idaho oh did not meet criteria for assignment i have no idea what to do with these they're artistic, but dot, 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 dot. 
This was what Weaverly Gales got on her score sheet for a photography assignment with no score given. And it's worth <laughs> noting that the assignment was for a human or animal subject. And Miss Giles' comment on it was, My photographs meet all of the criteria, but my professor gave me a zero because he couldn't see past her visible shoulders. Mm, I, well, I can't even. So, yeah, the picture is of a girl with some interesting paint on her face. Mm-hmm. I thought it was actually kind of cool. Um, yeah. with a uh, with it cut from the shoulders shoulders up. So she was probably wearing a tube top or something. Couldn't see it though. It looked like oh, it looked like it could have been a nude. And I guess that is what the very conservative professor immediately must have thought was inappropriate. I mean, it doesn't doesn't matter if the girl was nude or not. You don't see nudity. There's n- no. It was it was there, a cute somebody picture. Somebody took a paintbrush of paint to her face and but this neck. is from the same school this that tells um that basically kicks you out when you're pregnant <laughs> yeah well and and the the like if you look at the the actual criteria for the assignment and uh and the, the link in the show notes well it actually goes to that page uh the picture nowhere does it say that the school's dress code must be followed in the picture but the teacher's excuse for not giving it a score and for how it didn't meet the uh, criteria is that the school's dress code wasn't followed. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's a really basic um, assignment. It's, you know, okay, rule of thirds, correct exposure, in focus. And this is a basic photography assignment. And he's like, did not meet criteria, do not know what to do with these um sir dot 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 yeah it's just well obviously that dot 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 means that you know he didn't know if he was supposed to grade them or masturbate to them Mm -hmm. he was committing adultery in his mind therefore she is guilty yeah anyway that's bs and this is it's a stupid school and people shouldn't go there (laughs) and that teacher uh oh man that 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 guy needs uh yeah, just he just needs a just slap. No. Yeah, slap upside the head. Yeah, I mean the pictures are okay for a first year student. Yeah, they're fine. I don't really see a. Problem. Well, we wouldn't. I, we don't see a problem with the human body. He obviously thinks that there is something wrong. <laughs> anyway, I personally, that's I'm sorry, but the, I'm grading these pictures. That second one, the shower, I, I would have had a much had the find the way for the girl to stand really still and then have the water have a a longer exposure so the water was like uh, streaming instead of frozen that would have been kind of cool mm. very nice all right so we've we've covered one domestic story and the next several are going to be foreign after the break Mm. Atheist Nomads is proudly brought to you by Archway Hosting. Check out their low-price, full-featured hosting solutions at archwayhosting.com. That's A-R-C-H-W-A-Y hosting.com. Hey, we're also brought to you by listeners just like you. Find out how you can become a patron at patreon.com forward slash Atheist Nomads. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Atheist Nomads. Yeah, and foreign kind of sounded a bit pejorative when I said it. What I mean was that we've been way too Americentric lately. 
Tamara-centric. I love it. Yeah. United States-based. Been very focused on all of the uh, the bullshit we've been dealing with in our politics. So let's talk about bullshit going on in other countries' politics. In other car politics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The governor of Jakarta, Indonesia, Batsuki Taja Ha. Why would you have the full name? Pernama. All right. Because I thought I could Nailed do a it. pretty decent job. He is a Christian and running for re-election, so he's already serving as the governor, but is up for re-election in February. And he's been charged with blasphemy for criticizing opponents who use the Quran in their attacks against him. Since then, there have been several massive protests from angry Muslims demanding his arrest and counter-protests from people calling for unity. <laughs> well, they could have just not voted for him. Oh, he is dipped in the polls as a result of this. Yeah. He's now in third place. Well, it's Indonesia. Mm-hmm. Shrug. That's, <laughs> it's Indonesia. I don't know what else to say. Yeah. The, the country is about 90% Muslim. Uh, most of the, the non-Muslims are, are Christian. And so it's not surprising that you'd have a large number of Christians in the capital. But still more Muslims. <laughs> Which is okay, but... Why not more atheists? Mm. Yeah. Or why bother protesting something based on religion in the first place? Well, what I think where we need to start it with is his charges, and I think this might even fit a little bit with... Actually, this does fit a bit with with thought crimes. Um, His charges all started with him criticizing opponents for using the Quran in their attacks against him. Why were they using the Quran to attack him? Because this would happen and they'd have a better chance of winning. (laughs) They baited him. Yeah, he fell for that one hard. And you'd think if if anybody was going to be going after people misusing Islam, it'd be petty politicians using it to smear their their opponents. Yeah. I'm just... Still, kind of gobsmacked that a, a Christian governor was put, you know, is in place. At he even all. made it. <laughs> yeah, and that you know he should really be watching his p's and q's in a country that you know might you know jack your shit up. <laughs> but you know, especially for religious reasons, they have been a hotbed of radicalization. Yeah, and I think this just goes to show more that um, more of that. Yeah. So. He needs to kind of uh, run. So the <laughs> run away. <laughs> the, the, okay, the, yeah. the first handful of protests were tens of thousands of people gathering, demanding his immediate arrest. At least it was arrest. The judge in the case has determined that there is no need to arrest him. Mm. He's not considered to be at high risk of continued offense. And then there was the counter-protest with thousands of people calling for peace and unity. Yay! It's well, that, that's a start. That's not to nice. be United States-centric, but that is just it is kind of reflected here, too, where you have people protesting, massive protests, and then you've got that little protest, counter-protest saying, oh, can't we all just get along? Yeah. And everybody overwhelmingly tells them to shut up. <laughs> but our little uh, counter-protests don't reach into the tens of thousands. No, no, they don't. And the French town 
of Publier, maybe? P- yes, totally. Publier. They erected a uh, statue of the Virgin Mary in a park overlooking Lake Geneva in 2011. And this was all done with public funds. Since France has strict rules on the separation of church and state, a court has now ordered that the statue be removed within three months. So the town is now looking for private property that it can be moved to. And in response, Mayor Jacques Cloisterman tweeted, I think I have an open mind, but I can't stand this new tyranny. While they are finding a a, a spot of uh, private land that they could put Mary on, I think that uh, Mr. Mayor there ought to pay the bill that, um, you know, that, that it took to create the statue in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair enough. You can keep it on your property if you pay for it. Well, I, I think that the, the city should, one, move it, you know, on private property, sure, but uh, the city should be refunded the, that amount that it took to build the damn statue. No, I say punish the city for doing it in the first place. Well, that's what, I, is what's going to happen way, if just, they don't move it. That's stupid. What uh, were they expecting to happen? Why did this get approved in the first place? It's it's cool to hear that France has laws kind of like ours. Yeah, uh, it would be awesome if you know they were you know enforced and uh, regularly. That would be nice too in both countries. Yeah, someday. <laughs> yeah, the city will be fined a hundred euros a day if they fail to meet the deadline. Oh, the the mayor should be paying that. Yeah, definitely. Uh huh. Oh yeah, he should. Uh, tyranny. Please, I'll show you tyranny. tyranny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're, we're seriously talking about white people problems here. Yeah, well, we really are. But White Christians who are white so Christian problems. concerned about making sure that they are free to force their religion on everyone else. And well, anybody yeah. trying to stop them is, is a tyrant. Or Satanist. Obviously. Amen. Mm. All right, now for a fun one. A big one? What? Fun one. A big one? What? <laughs> Walter Magaya <laughs> is a pastor in Zimbabwe who recently called on the women in his congregation to help heal their husbands who are afflicted with small penises. And the mm. cure is miracle cucumbers. It's always about the cucumbers. All the women would have to do is buy the blessed cucumber that matches the size they wish their husbands' dicks were. And then by the grace of God, the men would then be healed and their dicks would grow just as big as the gourd. You know what happened is this pastor planted a garden and he ended up with way too many cucumbers. And he's like, God, what am I going to do? The neighbors are getting pissed off that I keep dropping them off at their doorstep. People at work won't take them. He is actually a very uh, successful uh, farmer in his area. Well, I'm sure Uh, he is. Well, no. Uh, unfortunately, I well, I posted this story on my Facebook page a couple of days ago, and one one dear friend of mine uh, pointed out he couldn't really find anything to back this up. But you know, then I started doing some digging myself. I was like, well, you know, you could find both ways on this story, but there is also rape uh, allegations against this pastor. <laughs> So, uh, oh. take that for what you oh, will. Zimbabwe. Not looking good. Yeah. 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 And, and, okay, so, 
What, what's also kind of hilarious is you look at the pictures of the cucumbers in these women's hands. They're they're not small. No. Which is ridiculous <laughs> as a woman. It's just like there's 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 okay sizes and then there's too big. And some of these pictures it's like, no, no, that's too big. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it definitely I, I'm my assumption here would be that he simultaneously guilted all of the women while shaming and emasculating all of the men in his congregation. Because you look at this picture and every woman is holding a cucumber. They're poor, poor husbands. <laughs> well, I'm sure there's one woman in that congregation that's not holding one. She's like, ah, <laughs> like, oh, yeah. She's like, look at me walk away. Yeah, be jealous. I walk bow-legged. This is why. <laughs> Too big. Too big. Uh, All right, we're going to get into a little bit of science and technology here. Well, let's take a quick break Oh, first. break. And while we uh, take a break, I'm going to refill my eggnog. We love hearing from our listeners. You can email us at contact at atheistnomads.com. Tweet us at atheistnomads. Send us a message on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash atheistnomads. Or better yet, call us and leave us a message at 541-203-0666. We might even play it on the show. You can also help us out by leaving us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or your podcast directory of choice. Okay, while he's off, uh, Phil, get grabbing me a drink as well. I have eggnog like once a year. That's, I really like it for that one glass. Yeah, well, that's yeah, that's that's how it goes. You, that's about all that you could handle. It's yeah, rich. I should not get like the the half gallon size. I should get the quart size. Oh yes, we got the. I think it's two quarts. I think it's half a gallon. And uh, gallon? I cut it with Irish uh. cream and then put in some oh. peppermint schnapps. Okay, that sounds kind of gross. Oh, it's so good. Eggnog with minty minty eggnog. Well, there's, or you can also do it with butter, butterscotch schnapps, which is pretty good. Butterscotch sounds better. It's delicious. Mm. Anyway, there is a robot out now. Well, that has just been developed anyway. That um, is it goes by the name of Saltos, S-A-L-T-O-S. I'm not going to go into the whole name because it's ridiculously long. Um, but this adorable little robot can jump, not only jump three feet into the air, mind you, it's only about the size of a human hand, but it can also jump mm-hmm. off walls to make itself go higher, parkour Ooh. style. Is based off the adorable bush baby, a marsupial known to make tremendous jumps from tree limb to tree limb. And if you you have to look up pictures of bush babies because they're adorable, and this little robot is adorable. It looks kind of like a ATAT that can jump really high. <laughs> uh, in other foreign news, uh, Chancellor Merkel Merkel sorry Merkel of Germany has called for the banning of full face veils. Targeting the increasing population of Muslim refugees. Full veiling is not appropriate here. It should be banned wherever it is legally possible, she said. Belonging to the Christian Democratic Union, Merkel just won an unopposed election with over 89% of the vote on Tuesday. Holy shit. Yeah, so Germany is definitely leaning more and more 
uh well how they say alt-right <laughs> right uh, no never never alt-right <laughs> okay that's cute <laughs> now it's uh, uh alex jules I, I, is who that that's from <laughs> oh the peppermint I, I is delicious by the way <laughs> carry on wesley i just can never call them alt-right anymore i just no, call them just neo-nazis or neo-Nazi. racist and it kind of looks like she's doing a cigar on the picture, just saying. Just saying. <laughs> Germany, you're not looking so good. You know, we gave them some um, we gave them some slack when they let in all those refugees a couple years ago, but apparently they're really hurting now. Oh, that was that was this year. Oh, was that only this year? That was only a few months ago. And then they turn around and say, what? yeah, actually, you're going to have to act German if you're going to be here. It's like, well, yeah. But we're, I mean, we're refugees. Well, you know. They're making advances, maybe, you know, she could be the, you know, the the female Hitler. So, advances. <laughs> First female Hitler! Woo! Yay! Oh, that's terrible. But, you know, so, so her party, if I'm remembering correctly, and yes, I could Google it, but I'm not going to. The Christian through. Democratic Union. They are, I know that. Um, they're kind of right. The, of, the Christian Democratic Union, just in case you missed that. They're kind of right of center. Okay. Which uh, Germany, I guess for most of, at least West Germany, and then as West Germany has continued to dominate German politics until uh, Merkel, who is East German, um, came to power, uh, was was, uh, pretty left of center to just left. And... uh, Hmm. with the general trends you can see across the U.S. and Europe, uh, right keeps moving right. Oh, yeah. Quickly. And the left keeps moving right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so this will be this will be interesting to see what comes next from her with that. This is going to be a little scary. We'll see. Hmm. So this is a really fucked up story. Uh, just got published in the Guardian uh, today, I believe it was. Uh, middle As of Tuesday the 6th. Um, middle America Christians. Um, this story is about uh, they had their three-year-old daughter's clip removed because they thought she was masturbating. And... Yeah, this was 1947, and this practice, you know, uh, not unheard of it even in the late 60s. What what the fuck? Seriously. Holy and, shit. You know, it may sound kind of weird, but masturbation in three, four, five-year-olds is really common. Mm-hmm. Like, really well, common. They oh, Everybody does it. It's been observed in utero. Nice. That's kind of really gross, but nice. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This this whole practice was apparently promoted by 19th century uh, British gynecologist Isaac Brown. And he said it would cure insanity, epilepsy, and uh, other illnesses. So this is not just a problem of African or Asian people. You know, this is like fucking milk toast, white bread, middle American people too and mm-hmm. there is a chance that you know somebody that had their clitoris removed that's you know like fucking in your family is still alive 
Yeah, it all goes back to, if you go back to the 18th century, and they traced every ailment of women's to hysteria. It's, oh, it's hysterical, migraines, hysterical, whatever. And hysteria was, it was very much a gendered um, illness. And so one of the ways to cure it is to get rid of the clit. I prefer the, um, the opposite technique of having the doctor come in and masturbate the woman. Which is what they're... We're starting to do around the 1950s. Well, well they were doing that in the 1850s. Earlier than that. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. I actually found an antique vibrator. It was. It looks like a, a hair dryer. It was amazing. I should have gotten it. <laughs> well, and what's yeah, what's kind of crazy here is is so this was getting promoted in the 19th century, and that's around the same time that Kellogg was doing his thing, <laughs> and Kellogg's. Like, his goal with everything was to make sure people didn't masturbate. Yeah, he was... I'm pretty sure he was, he a, was a chronic masturbator. <laughs> allegedly, um, he and his wife never had sex. Oh, he definitely was that. That he died a virgin and he claimed that he never masturbated. <laughs> it is actually possible that he was dysfunction. Dysfunctional. Not that being asexual. asexual is dysfunctional, but being asexual usually requires some kind of um, self-identifying. He he had like his blue balls went to his brain. Well, okay, so this there's, guy he was so obsessed with masturbation. There was there's asexual, and then there's antisexual, and he was antisexual to the, to the extreme. Like he encouraged people to eat the blandest food possible. Which is how you got the, the predecessor to cornflakes. Mm-hmm. He encouraged people to avoid meat, all because no bacon. Those things uh-huh. would inflame the passions. Oh my god! Next time we have sex, I'm totally calling it making bacon. <laughs> <laughs> he discouraged uh, eat bacon off his chest. Uh, alcohol, uh, coffee, tea. A lot of these things ended up getting tied into Adventist health teaching, but he took it even further. Uh, I think he tried electroshock therapy to try to get some people to stop masturbating, and he eventually came up with his ultimate solution, which was circumcision. But this Brit took it even further. Boy. Wow. Um, You know, this... this, um article on the guardian was actually you know uh written about and based on a uh, this lady named uh, dr bergstrom and she she's kind of a fucking badass uh renee bergstrom she you know talks about how her mother saw her masturbating at, at three and she was like did were you masturbating and she was like all blushing and bashful like you know a three-year-old would be and Doctor's like, you know, well, I got a cure for that, and fucking cut off her clit. I'm like, holy shit. And that's some seriously fucked up shit. I mean, this goes on around the world with different religions. Generally seems to be, like, somewhere in the, in what's going on with this. Uh, female genital mutilation. Yeah, it, it goes beyond just um, a scientific misunderstanding. It's almost always connected to the masturbation, which is considered a sin. Mm-hmm. Or in some areas in Africa where they do it, it's uh, 
It's because they think that women will cheat if they enjoy sex. Yeah. But I think that's still tied to that's still tied to their religion, I would think. Well, oh yeah, D- religion or well, that's one that that I, most likely I mean, you predates can put it on social the social norms, but I would say those social norms came from the religion. The practice probably predates Islam, but then got Islamified and uh expanded. Mm. Uh it, and it's it's always the same goal. It's it's that women who are enjoying sex are or anything sexual are obviously defective. Or sinful Obvi- obviously or sinful, untrustworthy, dirty. Yeah. That sucks. <laughs> Not to mention the um health risks. Yeah. You mentioned in the article that um it was it wasn't discovered until she was pregnant, I believe. Well, she, you know, it was a point of shame for her. Her, you know, her mother told her to keep quiet about it. Oh, so. well, yeah, that's. But she finally mm. went into a gynecologist when she was pregnant. They're like, "Uh, scar tissue doesn't stretch. This is gonna be bad." <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. So, yeah. I, people who yeah, suffer, she from, could have died in childbirth. Exactly, she could have died in childbirth. The child could have died. I mean, yeah, it's not something that uh, can be covered up and not talked about it's ridiculous so i'm kind of glad that she came out and talked about it because <laughs> yeah this was in freaking america uh insane yeah and i'd never heard about this happening here yeah so uh yeah if you're on the twitters you know um look for a hashtag stop global fmg uh this is a worthwhile shit to you know, to be a, a part of that. Uh, there is also a documentary that uh, there's an excerpt on the, the link that you'll see on the guardian article a documentary by John Chua, the cut exposing FMG worldwide. So, Oh, interesting. Hmm. Terrifying. Yeah, the cut. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's pretty fucking sick. I mean, it, there's a, a few seconds of a picture in the video with some uh, voiceover on it, but it, it actually shows like the medical textbook on how to do it. Oh, wow. How to remove a, a, a woman's clitoris. And it's kind of stomach turning. Yeah. And there's no such thing as circumcision for women or um, it's always referred to as ge- uh, genital mutilation. <laughs> there, And it should be that way for male circumcision. There, There is one but, form of uh, female genital mutilation that, can be called circumcision, and that's when they are uh, clipping the tip of the clitoral hood. So they're not actually doing anything to the clitoris, but the hood. They and, can call it whatever they want, but that's still classified as general mutilation right, under the because DSM. Western culture has has decided that, and rightfully so, that you cannot do that to women. Yeah, uh, and don't think that they should do it to men either. It's yeah, my uh, personal opinion. Yep. Oh, yep. I, I would take it even further than that. Uh, I think every child has a right to full bodily integrity until reaching an appropriate age to be able to make self-determination. Oh, people who take their babies in to get their ears pierced? Yeah. Yeah, well. All right, we're going to try and uh, end on a high note here. <laughs> 
Yeah, sorry, I kind of took it down. No, and I only put this in here because the picture that goes along with this study is the cutest thing to come along since the purple squid. So, and everybody remembers the purple squid, right? <laughs> so there is this, uh, in order to study airflow and movement in birds, traditionally they've had birds fly through a cloudy mist and they photograph the, um, the waves that go on from above. Uh, well, they decided to try something a little bit more precise. And what they had was a, a wall of lasers that was shining through a very fine mist and they had a parakeet fly through the mist. And okay. that measured airflow and all sorts of stuff. In order to protect the bird's eyes, they made specialized goggles for this parakeet. So there's this little parakeet wearing little aviator goggles <laughs> flying through lasers. This needs to be a comic book or a cartoon or something. Because <laughs> it's just about the cutest uh- darn thing in the world. I have an excellent little YouTube video link for that too. No, I'm gonna put that in your. Oh, article. throw that on because I've only got the live science article, which has the picture of the parakeet with the goggles. But um, that is pretty adorable. That's your daily cute right there. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and take our last break. As a listener of the show, I'm going to assume you love my sexy vocal stylings. If you love the rest of the show as much as my voice, consider giving us the resources we desperately need to purchase quality cocaine at Red Bull. We make it super easy to make a one-time donation or to support us on a per-episode, monthly, or even annual basis using PayPal or Patreon. Find out more at AtheistNomads.com. Use the links on the right side of the page. A dollar an episode is all we ask. And yes, we have feedback. All right, so we got got a, another answer from rich when we asked him about stop or i'll say stop again <laughs> <laughs> hi guys uh thanks for the mention on the last show and the question regarding stopping people in the uk and what to do if they refuse as you can see from my reply it's not a simple answer it definitely isn't all right <laughs> uh there are certain circumstances when failing to stop for the police is in it itself an offense. For example, during a traffic stop when UK police have the power to stop any motorist to check driving documents. Okay. If someone is walking down the street and someone fails to stop when asked to do so, there are circumstances when an officer can use force to do so. And I have done this myself on a number of occasions. What we have to do if we are considering any tactic or use of force is consider four things which go by the acronym of PLAN. And this is something all UK officers are taught and forms a part of most operational briefings. Is the tactic or use of force proportionate? That's the P in the circumstances. There are many factors to consider here. Why do you want to stop them? What offense is suspected? What is your level of suspicion that they might be involved? What is your force policy on this type of stop? What is the risk of injury to yourself as an officer, them as a suspect? Yes, we have to consider that too. Or other bystanders. Is the tactic or use of force legal? The L in plan. Uh, Is it covered by statute or common law? There are many places of legislation that govern use of force for various reasons, uh, such as self-defense to apprehend an offender, to conduct a lawful stop and search or arrest of a suspect. Remember, you are accountable, the A, for any use of force, as discussed in the last email. Is it necessary, the N, to fulfill the policing function. Could it be, che- be achieved in a 
less impactful way were these considered? Hmm. So if someone is walking down the street and you wish to detain them and they refuse, you may use force in certain circumstances if you have reasonable grounds to suspect them of an offense, the UK equivalent of having probable cause. But it has to comply with the proportionate, legal, accountable, necessary test. I have physically used force to stop someone in order to arrest them for an offense or to detain them to search them as I suspect they may have a prohibited or stolen article on them. And there have been individuals who whilst I wanted to talk to them to find out uh, what they were doing, but I had no lawful grounds and I had to let them go. Of course, in the UK, officers primarily use their communication skills to encourage compliance rather than brute force of an authority, which is, or at least should be, a fallback position. Uh, This issue is a subject of many days of training at training school, and this is a very, very summarized version. That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting like a little mini uh, mini lessons here. This is really cool. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Thanks, Rich. Uh, First thing... I really like that um, this is taught and like publicly widely known uh, in your police departments because over here, I think most police would take that as a sign of they would take it as a sign of disrespect and would just knock you on your ass or cuff you or, well, choke you out or shoot you. You Yeah. Kind of depending on what race you are generally. (laughs) And if they think they can get away with it, if they are suspecting you of having committed a felony then in most states you can legally shoot a fleeing felon <laughs> yeah yeah well felonies cover a multitude of theft over non-violence $100. yeah pretty ridiculous yeah but the uk system that actually that doesn't sound bad well the uk system sounds a lot like what ought to be happening here <laughs> uh what it what is generally in policy from what i understand but uh it doesn't seem to be the practice and i'm sure it's not perfect they've they've probably got their uh, a handful of issues that they've got but compared to what we're looking at in the news every day here yeah it's kind of it's kind of a breath of fresh air well one of the biggest differences right. would even just be if they do have their their bad apples like we do Their bad apples don't have guns. Right. So their worst case scenario, the officer beat someone with a billy club. Our worst case scenario, emptied a round of, uh, emptied a magazine of of nine mil bullets. I was going to go the opposite, say say their worst case scenarios, they're calling for backup. Hmm. And I'm more fine with that than i am you know just killing a person without giving them a trial right well what i was going with was their worst case scenario with excessive force is typically a baton and so that's a well okay that's less likely to kill the suspect which means it's less likely to make the news well the way I, I've seen it is, you know, generally police officers here have a, you know, a pistol sidearm on the on their person and generally a shotgun inside the car and or perhaps something way stronger like an AR in their trunk. 
Yeah, there's been a move in... You don't need that. There's yeah. been a move in recent years to replace the shotguns with uh, beanbag guns and net guns and M16s. Mm, not good. Don't the, like it. The logic with it is you can more accurately hit the person you're trying to shoot and less likely to hit innocent bystanders. How about not be fucking uh, Judge Dredd and... You know, be jerk, you know. <laughs> oh shoot, that would be good for sci-fi nomads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You should you need to watch them both then. Oh, absolutely. The first one's horrible. The oh, second one's but it's so much fun to go near through. As bad. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> Stallone with blue eyes. It's just weird. <laughs> oh god, now it's on Netflix. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, yeah. I put Meredith through it. She was tortured. In the uh, the patron part uh, last week, mm. we asked for some feedback on what patrons would like. Uh, Lauren suggested a puppy feed, <laughs> and we have gotten two favor or two messages in in uh, favor of that. You're my peeps. Yeah. Now you need fucking puppies. What are you going to do now, bitches? We have a perma puppy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> So now we're going to uh, open this up to everybody else. We are preparing for a Patreon relaunch. And hmm. uh, what what would make all of our non-patrons more likely to become patrons? Uh, Is there something we could do that would make you become a patron, in other words? Yeah, what do you want? Cookies? Puppies? Firstborn? Lauren, we're not sending people cookies. I just got a KitchenAid for a really good deal. I'll make cookies. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bake all the things. Vacuum seal them. Yeah. Set them up. <laughs> all mm-hmm. right. Well, on that just kidding, note. No cookies. Uh, we don't have any new papers. I'm in Washington State. I can send you weed. That's illegal. That's right. very I'm, I'm told illegal. That's illegal. <laughs> you can't send it through the federal mail. I'm, I'm told that's illegal. Very, very I'm told that's illegal. Try it. Try it with a mule. I hear. I hear they are very. Um, they're they're very good about that. Pack mules uh, might get be a little suspicious, uh, but yeah, the 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 uh, the more modern style. Yeah. It yeah. It might take a while f- for that mule to get there, yeah. and we'll have to train it. You know, like a, a carrier pigeon, yeah. but it will get there. Oh, that carrier mule. <laughs> Wait, that's kind of redundant. <laughs> it will be awfully cute oh, we'll be a pony oh my god i'll put a little hat on it Aww. all right well anyway remember that uh not all those who wander are lost yay thank you for listening to another episode of atheist nomads you can find show notes and contact information at atheistnomads.com Follow us on Twitter at Atheist Nomads and like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Atheist Nomads. Please subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or your podcatcher of choice. And while you're there, feel free to leave us a review. Theme music is courtesy of Sturdy Fred. Until next time, this has been the Atheist Nomads.